VLX 38, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 11. God grant you his peace. Let's begin in prayer. In nomine Patris et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. God our Lord, we ask the grace that all of our intentions, actions, and operations be directed purely to the service and praise of your divine majesty. In nomine Patris et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Matthew chapter 7, our Lord says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. For which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Thus are the words of the Holy Gospel. This is VLX. VLX stands for video for the V and Lexio as reading, where that CT just reads as an X in English. Welcome to any new listeners out there. If people are joining us for the fact this is a Bible study and they don't want to pray it, that's fine. Uh, you can leave comments in the YouTube uh, if I'm wrong about this, but I think, I think this is the only video Bible study on YouTube going through the whole Bible for free based on the fathers and the saints. I think there's probably some other Bible studies on YouTube, Protestants probably, that have gone through the whole Bible, but this is a Catholic one going through the fathers and saints, but I believe there's Protestants out there learning this way of meditation because it's so mystical, it's so deep, it doesn't come from me, it comes from the saints. Now I'd encourage people out there to pick two things here. One, pick if you're going to pray for zero or five or 15 or 30 or 60 minutes and stick with it. Now, even if you only want to pray for five minutes, just start with that and then increase it if you can. Or like I said, just listen for the Bible study aspect of all of this if you're not ready to pray it. Uh, But the main thing is this, stick with your resolution. I personally highly suggest 15 or 30 minutes a day of mental prayer. Try to stick with that if you can. So whatever you learn today, bring this to prayer. Now, the other thing to pick, if you're new, is apophatic or cataphatic. Now, I know there's probably some people tired of hearing those two, but it's good for a really quick review. The apophatic way of prayer is the way of negation, to know God through what He is not. And this is what St. John of the Cross did. This is what St. Bruno did. On this series, VLX, the first half of this series is me giving an apophatic meditation on a very small section of a chapter of the Gospel In this case for this year, St. Matthew, we happen to be in St. Matthew chapter 7 today. So that's the first half of every day before I say the words timestamp. You'll see TS in the YouTube and podcast description. And remember, in the apophatic way, there's no imagination, not too much. Just study will hopefully lead you to chew on that all day, at least those 15 minutes of prayer. Now, after I say timestamp, that begins the cataphatic way of mental prayer. Cataphatic means coming to know God through the positive. It's a positive way of using your imagination, and your kids will be good at it. But don't think that means it's just like a juvenile way, uh, because the tough-as-nail saints like St. Ignatius of Loyola and St. Teresa of Avila also did this way of prayer. Okay, so for Matthew 7, let's look first at the apophatic way of prayer. How do we do this way of prayer? Really quick review for you. I recently came across this quote from St. Bernard in regards to today's passage in Father Lapide. He says, quote, 
Seek by reading, and you shall find in meditation. Knock in prayer, and it shall be opened to you in contemplation. So that right there describes the entire reason why we start with the cerebral work on VLX, why we start with the cerebral work on all of this. It's not to, I don't know, show off at Catholic singles parties that you learn some Greek or something. But listen to St. Bernard again. He says, Seek by reading, and you shall find in meditation. Knock in prayer, and it shall be opened to you in contemplation. Now that description is very close to the description I gave you from St. Bruno, how he taught Lexio Divina. But then listen, St. Bernard expands on this a little more. Quote, Reading offers solid food to the mouth. Meditation chews it. Prayer gives it flavor. Contemplation is the very sweetness. Reading offers solid food to the mouth. Meditation chews it. Prayer gives it flavor. Contemplation is the very sweetness. So this is how you should go through your day with whatever you learn in this VLX series. This is for you to let it percolate upstairs and then it somehow makes it down to your heart and it changes your life. Um, doing YouTube and podcast teaching as a priest, I want to say this. I very much love the verse in Romans ten seventeen that says, Faith comes by hearing. Because you guys are hearing me. Whether you're on the podcast version or the YouTube, you're hearing me. But it's good to have your Bible open at least after this series, either during or after this series. Because again, as St. Bernard says, quote, Reading offers solid food to the mouth. Meditation chews it. Prayer gives it flavor. Contemplation is the very sweetness. So, Reading is where this starts. Now notice what he just said. The goal is contemplation. But we have to start with supernatural faith that was given to you at baptism, hopefully kept alive, and if you killed it, if you killed the life of faith through a mortal sin, go to confession to a priest. So we got faith, and then study, and reading, and the big one, time to get there. You, you know, God is in no rush to reveal his secrets, so slow down. And when I say secrets, does that sound mystical? Yes, some people think it's dangerous for priests to teach mystical prayer to lay people. But if we have the parameters of the saints like St. Bruno, St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Teresa of Avila, you're going to know that as you walk with Jesus through this series, um, you do become kind of like mini-mystics because we're learning not just what the saints said about the Bible, but exactly how they prayed and went so deep in prayer. I want to look at this line today in Matthew 7. If you then, who are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Now, usually it's not good to obsess over your sins, those sins you've confessed to a priest. But in this case, I want you to think of the worst thing you've done. Give it a minute. Pause the podcast if you have to. I want, to see, I want you to see what you're capable of at some point in your life. And I know that's kind of hard, but think of the very worst thing that you've done. And now you can see why in today's gospel passage, Jesus said, if you then who are evil. You know, Jesus didn't parse words. He was very, very direct with his listeners. He called them evil. It's the same word we heard a couple days ago when we hear deliver us from evil. Some translate that as the evil one, meaning Satan. Same word there. That's pretty rough. And this is the fact. Compared to God and the saints, you and I are very, very evil. I include myself in there for sure. This is the Catholic Church's teaching on, ori on original sin. But by our baptisms, we also become sons or daughters of God, drenched in glory and grace. Now, for those of you who have children out there, biological or spiritual, or even for those of you who want children, biological or spiritual, think one more time, real quickly, of the worst thing you've done. I know it's tough, but hold it there. And now think of your child. 
let's say after a really long day hiking on a trail, let's say you, you, go, you both go hiking and you didn't bring enough food and your child's so hungry he is weak and he asks for a piece of bread. And you snicker and give him a stone from the path. You just pick up a stone from, this, from the path and laugh at him. And it's not a joke. You really mean to be that mean, to mock his hunger. Of course, not even you or me who is evil would ever do that to a five-year-old child. This is Jesus' entire point. Jesus says today, which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? Now let's do a quick word study before we delve into this very, very amazing meditation that our Lord gives us today. Today in Matthew's Gospel, the word for snake is ophine in Greek. That's declined from ophis in Greek and was translated into the Latin by St. Jerome as serpentem, meaning, again, snake or serpent. Jesus says something very similar in Luke 11 to today, but this is what he says. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent, or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? The word scorpion in Luke's gospel there comes from the Greek scorpion, Notice it's spelled the exact same as the English, but obviously in the Cyrillic alphabet, of course. And St. Jerome translated into the Latin as almost the exact same word as we have in Greek and English, which is scorpionem. So this is an excellent example of how the English probably came directly from a desert culture of the Middle East, even though, as I always say, there's many green areas all over the Holy Land. So let's go to the desert with today's meditation. Now, the next thing Jesus brings us to is an even worse thing that we can imagine. Imagine you're hiking through the Arizona desert with your five-year-old, and he asks for, say, an energy bar or a granola bar, and you hand him a living snake or a living scorpion from today's Matthew and Luke, respectively. And what Jesus is saying here to you is how a father knows inherently, or say, how a mother knows inherently what is good for his or her daughter so much more does God know, he who is goodness through and through. And Christ here is using an argument a fortiori. That's an argument that means so much the more. Now, I know this might sound like a weird intellectual diversion, but you're going to see how this comes back around. So follow me for a minute here. Wikipedia says, Argumentum a fortiori, literally argument from the stronger, is a form of argumentation that draws upon existing confidence in a proposition to argue in favor of a second proposition that is held to be implicit in and even more certain than the first. Wikipedia continues, a fortiori arguments are regularly used in Jewish law under the name calva mean literally meaning mild and severe, the mild case being the one we know about while trying to infer about the more severe case. The original argument is considered to be stronger or to come from a stronger basis than the second argument. Therefore, the arguer presents the original claim to support his own weaker claim. So let me give you an example. Here in Colorado, if you have a speed limit violation from 1 to 4 miles per hour, it's $30. If you have a violation from 5 to 9 miles an hour, it's $70. If you have a violation from 10 to 19 miles an hour of the limit, it's $70. 20 to 24 is $200. And 25 over the limit is maxed out at $300. Or if it's in a construction area, it's $1,000. So the farthest reach of the law is 25 miles an hour of the limit. Well, let's say I got caught doing 50 miles an hour and the cop wanted to charge me $300. The ticket said $300. Because it says in the little box there, 25 miles an hour over the limit is a $300 fine. And then I said, no, 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 that's only for 25 miles an hour over the law, over the, over the speed limit. I was doing 50, so you can't charge me $300. Well, if this went to court, that cop and the lawyers could use both 
a reason-based argument and a legal-based argument called the argumentum a fortiori that if $25 is worth a $300 fee, all the more, there's those words all the more, all the more is $50 or 50 miles an hour over the limit worth at least a $300 fine. So the phrase to mentally associate with an argument a fortiori is all the more. So now think about Matthew 7, 11 in this way. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. Jesus says this. Let me read this to you again. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So what he's saying is if you and I who are evil, think of the worst thing you've done, think of the worst thing I've done, and I would never give a five-year-old a scorpion in the desert, I would give him what he needs. How much more me, who's capable of X, Y, and Z, would still do A, B, and C for a little kid in the middle of the desert who asked for a piece of bread. How much more God, who is goodness himself, give us what we need. So if you who are capable of doing um, whatever that thing is you thought of, that was so horrible, would never give a snake or a scorpion to your kids walking through the Arizona desert, how much more does God, who is infinite goodness, know how to give you what you need? So today is truly a meditation on God's goodness based on what we know, even from our own hearts and deeds on earth, that you and I who are evil still have some flicker of goodness that is a tiny, tiny reflection of the goodness of the inapproachable light of the goodness of the Blessed Trinity. Timestamp. So for those of you who are new, right after I say timestamp, we look at the gospel passage, usually about a quarter of a chapter of the gospel, in the way of prayer of St. Ignatius of Loyola and St. Teresa of Avila. And this is the way of using our imagination. Let's remember very, very quickly the method of meditation from the saints so you don't think this is a haphazard way of mysticism. Here's three of the five steps that St. Teresa of Avila taught her nuns the most important for today. Number one, according to St. Teresa of Avila in this way of prayer, is the selection of material and preparation of meditation, which I'm admittedly, admittedly doing for you if you follow this series, but it's just the gospel every day, so even that's not my creativity, so you can trust this. Number two is consideration. Consideration means who is here in this scene as you place yourself in the Bible. As you place yourself in this Bible scene, what is he doing? Why is he doing it? What does it mean to me? And those were not my words. That's the old school way of mental prayer according to St. Teresa of Avila and St. Ignatius of Loyola. Now, this is admittedly where I help you set this up. This is what the series is for. Again, who is here in this scene? What is he doing? Why is he doing it? What does it mean to me? Step number three is conversation with Christ. The old school Father Peter writes, quote, The soul begins to talk slowly to Christ, telling him of its love for him, its desire to serve him, its willingness to do anything for him. He adores Christ in the scene of the day's meditation. He expresses his love for him, thanks him for past gifts, petitions him for new favors in the future. St. Teresa of Avila even says, quote, You can place yourself in the physical presence of Christ, talk with Him, laugh with Him, and confide in Him. Instead of using formal prayers, extemporaneously express your interests. This will result in rapid progress, end quote. So I suggest that our launching point for today be the second half of that small section from Matthew 7. Quote, Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good things to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? End quote. And I mentioned the exact same pericope from chapter 
11 of Luke's gospel has egg and scorpion in there. And so when I hear scorpion and serpent or snake, I think of the desert. And we're going to place ourselves in the desert. But before we get there, just like the first half of VLX today, I'm going to ask you, embrace yourself, this is kind of hard, to think of the worst thing you've done in life, even if you've confessed it to a priest. Or if there's non-Catholics out there, even still, think of the same thing. Catholics, non-Catholics, I want you to think of the very worst thing you've ever done. Pause on it and, and let it be there in your heart and your mind for a minute, as hard as that is. And then, just like the first half today, I asked everyone to think of going hiking with your child. Let's say after a really long day hiking on a trail, your child's so hungry and he's weak and he asks for a piece of bread, and then you snicker and you give him a stone. You pick up a stone from the path and you give him a stone in place of bread. And this isn't a joke. You really mean it to mock his hunger. And what our Lord's saying or at least hopefully I'm echoing what he's trying to say here, is of course not even you who are evil would do that. Not even me who's evil would do that. And as I said before, why do, you say you, why do I say that you and I are evil? Well, remember the worst thing you've done. That's what you're capable of. And yet, and yet, Jesus says today, which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? Or in Luke's gospel, ask for an egg, will give him a scorpion. Of course, even you will be good to your child. How much more, our Heavenly Father? And I had everyone then imagine you're hiking through the Arizona desert with your five-year-old, and he's really, really hungry and ready to just faint from parched throat and hunger, and ask you just for an energy bar, and you hand him a snake or a scorpion. Of course you wouldn't do that. You would hand him food, even with your past wickedness, because you still know how to be good to a child. And so Jesus is saying, how a father knows inherently, or how a mother knows inherently how to treat his or her son or daughter, so much more does God know. He who is goodness through and through. So let's bring our imagination right there into this prayer. You, in today's cataphatic method, you are actually the child. You're not the adult. You are the child walking through the Arizona desert and you're holding Jesus' hand. And for any traditionalists who think this is just sappy or effeminate or modernist, just rewind five minutes and learn this is how St. Teresa of Avila taught her nuns. This is how Ignatius of Loyola taught his men. So you're walking through the desert. You're a little five-year-old, and you're holding Jesus' hand right there. Usually in mental prayer, I don't have you walk the pathway of petitionary prayer. I usually Petitionary prayer is when you're asking for something. I usually don't have you ask things. I think adoration and thanksgiving is a lot better. Uh, but in this case... What I'm going to suggest you do as you walk down this desert path, set up the uh, desert in your imagination. See the cacti. See the dusty red road of um, Arizona. Maybe you're up near like Black Canyon City where I lived once at one point. Now remember, St. Augustine says this, The Lord often denies what we wish for that he may give us what we prefer. An amazing line. The Lord often denies what we wish for that he may give us what we prefer. So he gives us what we need. You know, sometimes we don't even realize we're actually asking for a snake or a scorpion in our lives. And God will only give us what we need, but a good father knows that. And yeah, God can certainly give us material things when we ask for them. There's miracles all through the New Testament. But I'm going to really suggest you only focus on a couple of those. But feel free to have a long laundry list, as long as it's said in faith, a long laundry list today of spiritual gifts you want to ask God for. And I know some of you think, well, no. I mean, I just thought of these horrible things I've done. No, 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 but this is a meditation on the goodness of God. How amazing that you and I who are evil would still give bread to a starving child in the desert. 
That's why you have to meditate on the goodness of God, because this isn't about you today. It's about the goodness of God. How much more would Jesus, especially if you've confessed those sins, give you whatever you need? And even if you haven't confessed those sins, those sins, God is still so good at loving us even before we're forgiven. Just look at the prodigal son, how the father runs to meet the son even before he begins to confess those sins. But he must confess for forgiveness, so remember that, non-Catholics. Anyway, today isn't about sin and penance, but the goodness of Jesus and simply asking him for what you need. So, in your imagination, walk through that desert of Arizona. Feel the heat on your face. Feel the super dry air. Feel Jesus' hand in yours. What is it like to walk in sandals through the Arizona desert? Walk through there as a five-year-old holding on to Jesus' hand and just give him, like I said, this laundry list of the things you need. As I said, I usually don't suggest petitionary prayer and mental prayer, but I really believe what you but really believe what you ask for is coming. Now, I don't mean that in the New Age way, but look at this line you've probably missed from Mark's Gospel. Quote, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now I'm the first person to denounce New Age mind-willing, but that was our Lord. Did you ever catch that? Listen to that again. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And again, today's essentially meditation on how much God wants to give us these spiritual blessings if we will accept them and ask for them. So just ask for them in total trust in God's goodness. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe you have received it, and it will be yours. Please say an hour, Father, for me, et benedictio Dei Omnipotentis, Patris Sefiri, et Spiritus Sancti, descendet super vos, et maniat semper. Amen.